Welcome to Finding Utopia, where we explore different perspectives regarding life's challenges. I'm your host, Katie Stevens, and together we will explore new insights that have the power to create monumental shifts in your reality. Are you ready for some positive change? We totally got this. episode, we're discussing resolving physical and emotional issues and the importance of moving chi. I always try and speak to everyone in these episodes. So if you're not into energy and you're not sure what chi is, don't be afraid. I am actually going to be referencing a lot of scientific medical-based information for those of you out there that don't like to go too far down the rabbit hole when it comes to Eastern philosophy. So when I reference physical and emotional imbalances, things in our bodies that maybe are not allowing us to really live the type of existence that feels expansive, where we're really able to go after our dreams and feel amazing in every moment because there's something that is just holding us back. I've been down this road for most of my life. And now I have found so much balance and so much peace that I'm finally starting to really live for the first time in my entire life. I want others to benefit from my experience. And recently I realized that this podcast, Finding Utopia, it's centered around body, mind, spirit but we have yet to discuss the body. So I figured it was about time that we incorporate this since it can be a devastating, frustrating, hopeless experience when you reach a certain place in your journey where you just cannot seem to figure out how to overcome certain challenges that you're experiencing, either physically or emotionally. And what I'm referencing are very common things that people experience that are debilitating to them, that prevent them from really living joyfully and having the best experience possible. Now, we are going to touch on two sides to this coin, Eastern philosophy and Western. And the reason is because we are all different. We're at different places in our journey. We believe different things. And I don't want anybody to feel like they can't benefit from the information that I'm providing because they just can't connect with one side or the other. There are two sides to this coin, yet you're going to see that everything seems to come together cohesively here today, where both ends of the spectrum actually agree on different techniques that we can use to remedy the same situation. And what I am specifically referring to today are physical and emotional imbalances related to the autonomic nervous system. The autonomic nervous system is something that we cannot consciously control in our bodies. Different functions that are controlled by the autonomic nervous system are heart rate, digestion, temperature control, fight or flight response, blood pressure, sexual function, metabolism, and the list goes on and on. 
A lot of us, out of a feeling of desperation, will reach for some type of a medication because we know from experience that we have no control over what's happening in our bodies. I know firsthand how that feels. It's devastating. You get to the point sometimes where it's so bad that you just want to give up. Well, I'm here to tell you that if you're one of these people, there is a light. And I'm going to share a few things that I've come across that I feel are pivotal in assisting our autonomic nervous system in rebalancing itself so that all of these areas of our bodies function at an optimal level. Digestive issues plague 10% of the population. And anybody that's had issues in this area understands that it's not just always physical. Sometimes there's stress involved or anxiety. And because there's a connection between these two, the National Institutes of Health posted a study that was done specifically on the connection between the brain and the gut and how that negatively or positively can impact our health. Behavior, mood, and intestinal health all can be positively impacted by aerobic exercise, moving the body. The emotional and physical connection is significant and all tied to the autonomic nervous system because we don't have control over how that area of our body functions. If something's out of whack, then it can wreak havoc on our ability to live peacefully within our own bodies. And it's not just the physical act of having digestive issues, but it's also emotionally being able to function properly in reference to our stress levels and anxiety, which plague a huge percentage of the population. And the reason that I'm bringing this up is because not only the National Institute of Health is referencing this physical and emotional phenomenon that plagues most of the population, but the Mayo Clinic has also written several articles on the importance of breathing when it comes to regulating the autonomic nervous system. If we can't control how it functions, we can assist it in functioning properly by offering it three things that we can control. And that is what we're talking about in today's episode. There are three major elements that the medical community and Eastern philosophy both touch on are absolutely pivotal in allowing this aspect of the body to function properly. Our physical body and our emotional body when it comes to physical dysfunctions. And when I talk about emotional dysfunctions, I'm referencing depression, anxiety, stress, panic. Cortisol levels rising. Being in a constant state of fight or flight. Our emotional well-being and our physical well-being are connected. They depend on each other. And they play off each other. And they can throw each other off if they're not balanced properly. 
and the three key factors that we'll be discussing today, both the Eastern and the Western medical community agree, can all be major factors in balancing our physical and emotional bodies. The scientific community references the physical, medical-based connection. Eastern philosophy focuses on energetic connection, but both recommend movement and breathing and focusing on diet to remedy these body issues. What do you believe? Because we create that which we feel. Perception is reality. If we believe something to be true, then it has to present. And that's why what I've realized on a fundamental level within myself is that if you're not resonating with or you're not satisfied with the things that are happening to you in life, the first place that you need to look is within yourself because everything can be shifted by you. This is your experience. You're creating everything, even the interactions that you receive from others that may not feel great. How are you contributing to that? What are you focusing your energy on? We can't control other people, but we can control how we react and how we feel about what's transpiring between us. And when we do that, we can shift everything including the dynamic between you and that person. And the reason that I'm bringing this up is because we dive deep into different topics, a lot of them relationship-based, because that is really where you're going to find most of your roadblocks, your challenges. Because we work tirelessly on ourselves to try and create a better reality through self-reflection. What happens when you feel like emotionally you're still experiencing a little bit of maybe anxiety, depression, stress, and then you notice that your body is not working at an optimal level? Maybe you have aches and pains, high blood pressure, issues with temperature control in your body where you're cold all the time or hot panic attacks, maybe digestive issues, which are a big one for a lot of people. When you start to feel like you're making progress, you're really working on yourself. You're aware that you are the creator of your reality and that when you come across something that maybe just isn't working for you in reference to your life, start taking responsibility for it you realize that the changes exist within me. Yet, there are still these small, or maybe not so small, physical issues that make you feel like you can't really get to that space where you're living freely, and you feel amazing at all times. And something came to me, as they usually do in my daily life, when I'm just going about my business, and something pops into my awareness, and I have that aha moment. And this time, I was sitting at art night with my friends, and there was this gentleman across from me. We started talking, and I asked him some questions, and he told me that he is a doctor of Chinese medicine, and he does acupuncture, 
and he's into Qigong. And if you don't know what those things are, they basically are part of Eastern medicine. The Asian community believes very strongly in qi. You can spell it Q-I or C-H-I. But it's the life force energy which runs through everything in the world. There's qi in plants, animals, people, even inanimate objects. In Eastern medicine, they believe that if there's stagnation with your qi, with your life force energy, then you can have emotional and physical issues. I work a lot on relationships and self-awareness and understanding how we create our own reality so we can have anything we want, any relationship, any amount of money, any job. If you can dream it, you can have it. But we're still trying to figure out how to get it all to show up. When I was sitting across from this gentleman, he started talking about chi and blood and how if you're not moving the body and you're not moving the blood in the lymphatic system, then energy can become stagnant and it can create all different kinds of issues for you physically and emotionally. My entire life, I've been working towards some type of goal that isn't quite 100% clear yet, but there are little pieces that have presented themselves as goals. They are passions that are undeniably part of my future, part of what I'm trying to create in this reality. And sometimes you might have a bunch of different interests or goals or something that lights you up, that piques your interest, that you feel like you have to pursue. And your mind is always going to try and connect those things together. Is this actually helping me move towards my greatest desire? Is this feasible for me? Does this make sense that I do this thing? For a long time, I had a lot of different areas of interest. I felt very drawn to different topics, almost flighty, where people will look at you and say, oh, I can't take her seriously because she's all over the map. She has all these ideas and she's doing all these different things, but they never really seemed cohesive. And as I'm moving through my journey, I'm starting to realize where they fit together. You don't always have to know where something fits to know that it fits. And when I was having this conversation and he was talking about moving your chi, your lymphatic system flows through your body and it actually acts as a way of detoxifying all of the things that maybe you've consumed that need to be removed in order for your body to function properly. Our lymphatic system doesn't have the ability to operate on its own. We have to move it. If we don't move the lymphatic system, then we can have toxins that build up. And it's not just toxins, it's energy. Because toxins are energy. Everything is energy. So when he was talking about the chi and moving the lymphatic system and how the blood also played a part in that, I had a light bulb go off in my head. For the past eight years, I have been dreaming of opening a rebounding studio. 
It's mini trampolines. It's a form of exercise. I went as far as to become certified in this. I went to Chicago and I went to the American distributors. I took advanced courses. I was setting myself up to open my own studio. But the problem I was having was my body was not able to do the exercise for some reason. And I couldn't figure it out because I was eating the healthiest diet on the planet as far as I was concerned. But I still had all of these issues with my body, inability to exercise, anxiety, stress issues, stomach issues. And it was ruling my life, controlling how I was moving through my experience, not wanting to be in relationships with people, not wanting to get any type of a job that was outside of the home or travel to different areas to have experiences with people because I was feeling all of these physical issues in my body that were preventing me from wanting to really live my life. And even though I was going through all of this, I knew on every level that this rebounding was so critical, not just to my healing, but to everybody's. When he started telling me about his theories on energy and the lymphatic system and chi, I knew immediately that that is how the rebounding tied into the body, mind, spirit that I talk about on all of these episodes. We can work on ourselves on all levels, emotionally and mentally. But if we are not moving our bodies, there are old belief systems, old stagnant energies that are stuck, that are going to or can continue to create havoc in our body. We have to make the connection between physical movement and energy and maybe all of the things that aren't working for us physically in order to really have a balanced life where we feel great mentally, emotionally, and physically because those three things go hand in hand. If you're neglecting one, then the others cannot really function at an optimal level. And I have found that I have felt more peace and more balance within myself as far as who I am and taking responsibility for what I create within my life and my relationships. But there's a small piece of me that is still stuck. There's that small aspect that's still having a little bit of issues with my stomach when I get stressed out, or I'm still experiencing a little bit of anxiety or stress in my body. And I asked myself, okay, what's the one thing that's missing here? And it was physical movement. Now, I choose to use rebounding, which is mini trampolines, to move my body because I know on a deep level that that is what I resonate with. That works for me. I am never going to ever on this podcast tell you what you should do. I offer my point of view. I'm not a doctor. I'm not recommending that you do anything. I'm just presenting a perspective for you to consider so that you can use your own inner guidance system to figure out what aspect of movement is right for you. And we're just going to talk about some different options that I've come across. So different forms of exercise. There are different theories on this. And like I said, 
it's cause and effect. Only you're going to be able to figure out what works best for you. I know for me, it's rebounding. I've tried running. (laughs) Forget it. (laughs) I feel like I'm dying. Even slow jogging. Not for me. My body just doesn't respond well to it. Walking is great. Rebounding on a mini trampoline is great. Doing qigong, which are different forms of movement in your body where it's very relaxed, slow movements. And you can Google that and find a bazillion different videos on qigong. Some people really resonate with a slow jog. Some people resonate with long duration exercise, low intensity. Some people resonate with high intensity. It's really personal preference. Movement to move stagnant energy. It's key. And the autonomic nervous system is something that we really can't control. If it's out of balance, then we reach for usually medication to try and feel better and manage our symptoms. But does that really get to the core and the cause to shift it completely so that you no longer require those things in order to feel good? And the Mayo Clinic actually references breathing. Box breathing is one of the ways that you can move chi in your body. I was having a conversation with my friend and he mentioned this person who talked about the importance of deep breathing in the body and how it can literally change your ability to handle extreme temperatures, specifically cold. And I'm laughing because I'm always freezing and my kids and I have this ongoing battle with the thermostat in my house and they get so angry because they're so hot. They're teenagers. And I'm always freezing. I'm suffering the whole time that they're with me. I've got socks on and sweatshirts. And when I was looking into the issues of temperature control, what came up was in Chinese medicine, they say that that's a stagnation of your chi. One of the things that really helps that along with all of the other things that I mentioned, like panic, anxiety, depression, stress, feeling a sense of calm, blood pressure control, is breathing. The way that the box breathing technique works is you exhale all of the air in your lungs. You inhale slowly through the nose for four counts. And then you hold it for four counts. You exhale slowly through your mouth for four counts. And then you hold it for four counts. And that's it. So we're going to breathe in for four counts. Hold it for four counts. Now exhale through the mouth for four counts. Now wait for four counts. And you keep repeating it over and over again. And you can Google this technique. It's all over the internet. It's called box breathing. And if you take the time to do that for five minutes twice a day, it oxygenates your blood. The blood is actually best friend of your chi. 
blood and chi go hand in hand. They kind of live with each other in the body and are dependent on each other. Chi contains and moves the blood while the blood houses the chi. So they're dependent on each other. And if you're oxygenating the blood, that makes sense as to how that can positively impact your ability to have energy move freely throughout your body. We breathe shallow on a daily basis, and our bodies need that oxygen for life, for our autonomic nervous system to function properly. It's on autopilot, but it doesn't mean we don't have control over helping it do its job in the most effective way possible by doing these box breathing techniques. So aside from the breathing, food is a huge one. I try not to get into any of the topics that are too controversial. And the reason is because there is no one way. I will say this over and over again. This is an individual journey. So you have to find what works for you. And you're the only one that can do that. And the way that I believe that we can do this, the most effective way possible, is to not go outside of ourselves and look to the gurus and all of the experts that talk about this diet is fantastic. And no, you have to try this diet because this works on all levels. There is no one thing that's going to work for everyone. That's why we have so many options, so many different people out there that all believe that their way is the right way. It's because at some point in their lives, they connected with it, whatever they're recommending, so completely that they feel like it's the answer. And there is no one answer for everyone. And so I use cause and effect. It is the most effective way that I have found in order to find the answers that I've needed to figure out what kind of food that my body needs in order to function at an optimal level. For me, I tried eating a specific diet that was raw food-based and vegan. I was never so sick. Now, that doesn't mean that that's not the right solution for someone else. It just wasn't the right solution for me. I've used different techniques in order to figure out which diet is the best one for my body. And I have a combination of a paleo diet coupled with sprouted grain bread and A2 cheese. Those are very specific foods for me because my body needs certain elements of all of the foods that I eat in order to function at an optimal level. The way that I know that it works for me is cause and effect. When I went onto the paleo diet, 90% of my anxiety went away. I didn't need to understand why all I knew was I felt relief for the first time. But then I realized when I was on it that I was lacking something. I was still reaching for some type of a carbohydrate that would work for me. And I was always very drawn to sprouted grain bread, the Ezekiel bread. It was just my intuition that was pointing me in that direction. It just always seemed very appealing to me. And I wanted to eat it, but I was afraid because I was doing so well on the diet. I didn't want to incorporate anything that was going to mess that up. But the only way that you're going to know if something works for you is cause and effect. So I tried it and it took me a long time to really figure out what foods work and what foods don't work. But eventually over time, if you pay attention to the signs your body gives you, you can determine what works best for you. 
I know when I eat potatoes, they make me feel crazy, just stressed out, irritable, and I don't know why. All I know is that when I eat them, that is how I feel. So when I cut them out of my diet, that feeling goes away. So personally, I eat a lot of vegetables and salad and meat and poultry and sprouted grains and a specific kind of cheese that works for my body. And that is important for me to find balance on a daily basis through food. Food is energy. Now, it's also, and this is maybe going to ruffle some feathers because people out there are very defensive about their beliefs. If you're a vegan and you hear that I eat meat, that may enrage you. But this podcast is about having no point of view. You have to let go of every belief you've ever come to have in order to find what works for you. I went to a doctor of oriental medicine when I was at the worst part of my journey physically where I thought I was dying. I couldn't leave the house. I was so sick in so many different ways. And she told me, you need to eat meat. And I said, no, I don't. And I took offense to that because I was a raw food vegan. I said, no, I'm eating the healthiest food on the planet. But it wasn't what my body needed or wanted. And there are people out there that say, well, it's ethically wrong. It's not right. There is no right, wrong, good or bad. There's just different points of view. When I order my meat, I order it from an organic farm that treats animals with respect and love. And they live a happy life. I support this organization because of that reason. I need to eat meat in order to live, in order to feel good in my body and to be a mom and to move through my day without feeling sick. And I don't apologize for that. And I'm not telling anybody else to believe what I believe. I'm just saying that until I let go of my connection to needing to eat a raw food diet and open myself up to the possibility that maybe I needed something different in order to feel good, that is when I found my answer. And so we have to wipe the slate clean for ourselves so that we don't stay stuck spinning our wheels, living in a body that feels awful. We can't make our dreams come true if we feel physically sick all the time. We don't feel free. And so you have to find your own way. You have to find the foods that work for you, the foods that you feel the best on, that allow you to have a positive attitude about life, that give you the fuel you need to have energy and have good digestion. And that is one aspect of chi that is very important. You have to feel your way through the process, use cause and effect, and determine what is the best solution for you. Whether you believe in energy or science, the point is both reference body movement, breathing, and food as powerful tools to rebalance the body and emotions. The question is, what do you believe? And this is just one small aspect of bringing balance back to the body and emotions. Everything that I discuss from my own perspective plays an enormous role in this. It's not just about the way the body functions or what Eastern philosophy believes about energy and chi. Who are you at your core? What are you admitting? How are you treating people? How do you feel about yourself? What you believe is what you create. 
What you focus your energy on is what you create. How you feel and those emotions that you're emitting are contributing to your creations. Are you creating something that's amazing? Or are you creating more distortion in your life that feels bad? Whether it be physical, emotional, or relationship-based. How we relate to the world in general and other people plays a part in our well-being as a whole. There's a connection between all of it. And if you focus on one part and not another, you may never find that total balance. It's one thing to correct something that's already imbalanced, but a huge aspect of not creating it moving forward is paying attention to what you're feeling and what you're emitting in your experience in the form of energy and emotions. Are you keeping it high vibration, positive, loving? Because if you're not, you may want to ask yourself if you could be negatively impacting your physical body and your emotional body unintentionally. When I was experiencing all of the physical issues in my body throughout my 20s and my 30s, I would cry. I would pray. I'm not even a Catholic anymore. I believe in universal energy and that we're the creator, but I grew up Catholic and I would pray to God, please, why are you making me suffer? Why are you doing this to me? And I couldn't understand that no matter what I did, I couldn't fix my body issues. Things started to get better once I let go of all of the toxic relationships in my life. It could be an ex-husband or an ex-wife, boyfriend, girlfriend, friends, anybody that's holding you back, that's making you feel bad about yourself, that may be judging you or criticizing you or abusing you either physically or emotionally. We have to move these people out of our experience. It could be a boss. Until I was able to figure out who those people were and move them out of my experience, I wasn't able to focus on self. How can I change my life for the better? What am I holding on to emotionally that's creating some of this stuff in my body? It's not always physical. I think that it manifests in the physical body after it's left unattended for a certain amount of time. Maybe somebody has emotionally abused you, called you names, made you feel bad about yourself. That stays with you. It wreaks havoc on your nervous system. And these episodes that I create, they're self-empowering. It's about self-communication, self-reflection, removing toxic relationships, coming up with a new belief about who you are as a person, creating a new relationship with yourself, loving yourself, and not having expectations for other people, not judging other people, taking self-responsibility for what you're creating, even if it's between you and someone else. How are you contributing to that? Are you reacting to the way they're treating you? Are you giving it back to them? Are you believing what they say about you and taking it personally? Don't take anything personal. Don't judge anyone. Don't have expectations. All you have to do is try and find a way to be as happy as you could possibly be within your own life. 
Don't give any of your energy or attention to those around you that aren't contributing to that. And don't interject into other people's lives, your judgments and your point of view. If we do these things, we can slowly start to heal ourselves on all levels. This isn't a simple solution. When we talk about physical and emotional imbalance, there are a lot of elements involved. Step one, remove the toxic elements in your life, the people, the situations that aren't serving you. If you remove those and then you start to work on yourself, how am I treating those around me? Am I judging them? Am I offering my point of view? Do I need them to be something for me so I feel good about myself? Am I codependent on them? What I found works the best is if you can feel the relationship between you and someone else. And you can say, how does this person feel when I'm around them? Oh, they make me laugh. I feel amazing when I'm around them. I just really enjoy my time. You have to turn your mind off where your mind says, oh, but this drives me crazy and this drives me nuts and they, they should have more focus or they should have more ambition or they should have this. Nobody should have anything. You are only responsible for yourself. The only thing that they're responsible for is exchanging energy with you in a way where you both feel good. None of the other stuff matters. It's surface bullshit that we learn through belief systems as we grow. We become so connected to all these beliefs that you have to have a certain kind of job and you have to go to school to do this and you have to have a certain amount of money and ambition and you have to have a certain level of communication with people for it to be a good, solid, healthy relationship. And that's not true. All you have to do is connect with people that feel good to you, not worry about what they're doing, worry about yourself. And once you start on this journey of self-reflection and you start realizing that when you're feeling a certain way in a situation with someone, it has nothing to do with them and everything to do with you. And once you take self-responsibility for everything, then you start to heal yourself and you start to release these things that are wreaking havoc on your body. But if we do all this work and we reach all of these new realizations and we feel so good within ourselves where we're not projecting what we need and we want on others, and we're only responsible for ourselves. And all we're doing is appreciating people for who they are. Everybody's doing the best they can. Everybody. Appreciate them for that. Love the things that you love about them and leave the rest. We can do all these things. And it can move us forward. But if our bodies are filled up with all of this energy that we've now released, the old belief systems, the old expectations, the old judgments, the old point of view that our mind controls us with in all these situations. All of that energy has got to go somewhere. Where the hell do you think it goes? <laughs> it can't go anywhere unless we move it. We've got to move it. How do we move it? We move it through moving our bodies. Exercise. We move it through breathing, doing your box breathing twice a day for five minutes. We move it by eliminating foods that 
are affecting our physical health. We all know when we don't feel good when we eat certain things. My best friend says, I know that when I eat gluten, I feel sick. It, nothing works properly. And she will cheat sometimes. And every time she cheats, she says, I'm not feeling my best and I know why. She knows why. She doesn't need anybody to tell her why. Her intuition is telling her not to eat it. And when she doesn't eat it, she feels good. When she eats it, she feels bad. It's very simple. We make it difficult. We buy into the beliefs of other people and these gurus and these dietitians who we all look to because they're professionals and they're the ones that should tell us how we need to eat because they know. They're just regular people like you and me. They found something that worked for them, but it doesn't mean it will work for you. You have to figure that out for yourself through cause and effect. The Mayo Clinic recommends breathing. The National Institute of Health recommends physical movement. And if you're into energy then Eastern philosophy recommends both. So isn't it time we all come together, not worry about the differences that we possess in our point of view, and work towards the same goal of everyone becoming so strong and healthy that they can finally start to focus on the things that matter? Love, joy, peace, abundance. If we're working on all levels through self-reflection and changing our perception and changing our point of view. All of that old crap that we no longer believe in, that does not serve us, that used to cause us issues, wreak havoc in our relationships, in our ability to move through life and flow. It all has to go somewhere. Try the deep breathing. Move your body. Pay attention to what your body likes and what it doesn't like in the form of what you're putting in it in reference to food. I used to drink two tequilas every day and I just really enjoyed it. I didn't need it to get a buzz. It's not why I was doing it. I just felt like I really enjoyed the experience of it. I liked the salt. I liked the taste of it. And I didn't realize until I quit drinking how much it was impacting me in a negative way. I was having anxiety traveling to certain areas that I realized was connected to different things that had happened in my life. But no matter how much work I did on those things, I was still having a little bit of anticipation anxiety when I would go to different places. When I cut the alcohol out, I was able to start to slowly move into these different areas, drive to these places, have experiences, and not feel panic or anxiety surrounding it. I ended up buying a book on the effects of alcohol on the body. I realized that a lot of the issues that were still being perpetuated in my experience, physically and emotionally, were tied to those two drinks I was having every day. And you wouldn't think that a, such a small amount would have such a large impact, but it did. And then I started to realize, hey, wait a minute, I still like to go out with my friends. I drink soda water and I don't feel any different. Actually, I do feel different. I feel better. I feel like I have more energy. I feel like I'm more in control. I wake up the next day and I feel totally rested and amazing and hydrated. And so I didn't quit 
drinking alcohol because I felt like I had to or I needed to or I was trying to solve a problem. I experimented with it because intuitively I kept thinking about it. It kept coming into my mind. I was like, you know, I wonder if that's contributing to anything. And then I realized that I felt so great once I wasn't drinking the alcohol anymore. I said, well, why even incorporate it into my life? Does it mean that alcohol is bad and you shouldn't drink it? No. It means that for me, it wasn't serving any purpose and it was actually holding me back. So I made the decision to cut it out. Does that mean I'll never drink again? No. I might change my mind at some point. Maybe I'll have one drink on New Year's. Maybe I'll have 10, but it'll be my choice. And cause and effect will help me determine whether it's worth it for me to continue down that path, whatever it is. For now, I am really enjoying my time without it. And it just goes to show that when you pay attention to what you are putting in your body, that making a small shift can really make a huge adjustment in reference to your physical and your emotional health. It's all cause and effect. It's all intuition. If you get the nudge to try something different, try it and see what happens. If it works for you, then incorporate it. If it doesn't, then try something else. But try something. Move your body. Do your box breathing. And pay attention to what you are putting into your system. I know for me, caffeine, I do not do well with caffeine in any way, shape, or form. Does it mean that I don't drink coffee? No. I love coffee. People think I'm crazy because it's decaffeinated, but I say it's not about the caffeine for me. It's about the experience. I enjoy the experience, the smell, um, having a hot drink. And I love the taste of coffee, but my body can't handle the caffeine. And I figure that out over the course of several years where I was realizing that my heart was racing. I was feeling jittery. It was making my anxiety worse. And not all coffees are the same. I had to find a specific one that's made in Sumatra because it was low acid. That's what my body wanted. Not just decaf, but low acid. And this didn't happen overnight. I had to really figure it out by using my intuition, saying, hmm, I wonder if the acidic nature of coffee has anything to do with me not feeling good when I drink it. Let me look into that. Let me Google a little bit. It's okay to go outside of yourself to find information on websites, but you don't have to take that as your absolute truth. You have to maybe say, what is my intuition saying right now? Oh, I think I'm going to try the low acid decaf coffee and see if I feel any different than when I drink regular decaf that is still giving me issues. I ordered it. I tried it. And what do you know? I was able to really enjoy my couple cups of coffee in the morning and not have any adverse reactions in my body. And that didn't happen overnight. I tried several different kinds before I found the right one. But your answer is out there. Just because you want to drink coffee and you're having a bad experience with it doesn't mean that there isn't a specific kind that you do resonate with. So just because something isn't working doesn't mean that you have to cut it out completely. You just have to ask yourself, what else is possible here? What have I not considered that if I considered it would change everything for me to where I could enjoy this again? And then something will pop up on your screen or someone sitting across from you at art night 
will offer one sentence that allows the light bulb to go off in your mind. And you've figured something out that you've been trying to figure out for years based on one conversation. We have to be aware of our surroundings. Being self-aware is everything. If you're not paying attention to the signs that the universe is giving you, you may be missing out on something that you've been asking for help with forever. When I was crying, praying to God, stop making me suffer. What Did I do something to deserve this? My answers were out there. I just wasn't aware of them. I wasn't paying attention or they were passing me by because I was so focused on something negative. My negative toxic relationship at the time was taking all my attention. So there's no way that I could pick up the signs the universe was giving me on what I needed to find balance in my body. I had to slowly peel back the layers and remove the things that weren't working, follow my intuition, use cause and effect. And eventually I got to the point where I feel more balanced than I have in my whole life. And regardless of what's going on in the world with coronavirus or politics or anything else, none of that matters. Everybody says 2020 was the worst year ever. I can't wait till 2021. Why? 2020 was the best year of my life because I don't focus my energy on any of that shit. It means nothing to me. Does it mean that I don't have compassion for those around me that are maybe suffering? Of course I have compassion. But if I allow myself to focus my energy on those people feeling bad for them or feeling sorry for them, I'm feeding that beast. I'm not helping anybody by resonating at that frequency. I vibrate love, positivity. I vibrate possibility. Everything's possible. If you want to create something better, don't focus on the shit that you don't like. It's very easy. If you want to be part of the solution, don't focus on the things that you don't think are working in our society or the world. You're never going to find balance within yourself if you're giving your energy to those kinds of things. If you focus on what you do want, which is positive, and it's peaceful, and it's balanced, and it's loving, you're going to get that. And when someone comes at you with something that isn't that, you handle it or you disconnect from them. And the way you do that is you speak your truth, you remove yourself from the situation, and you either cut yourself off moving forward or you establish boundaries so that they understand that you're keeping it high vibration. And if they can't, then you can only have a certain level of connection with them. And these are all things that contribute to body balance and emotional balance. It's not just one thing. It can be complex, but it can also be the simplest thing that you've ever done in your whole life. You just have to determine what you're going to focus your energy on. So when you decide that you're going to do work on yourself and you're going to start to take self-responsibility for everything you're creating, including your interactions with everybody else. You're going to let go of your judgments. You're going to let go of your expectations. And you're going to love people for who they really are and the things that they do bring to the table that are positive. 
and you're going to release all of the people and the situations that are toxic and not contributing to you in your life. And you're going to pay attention to what you put in your body, making sure that you focus on the things that feel good and avoid the things that don't. And you're going to do your deep breathing twice a day for five minutes. And you're going to move your body in a way that feels expansive to you through either jogging or walking or rebounding or Tai Chi or Qigong or any of these different forms of body movement where you're releasing the things that you don't want anymore and you're allowing circulation of the blood and the lymphatic system and the energy to move through your body and allow your autonomic nervous system to function properly in order to regulate your blood pressure, regulate your temperature, feel a sense of relief and calm, allow your digestive system to work properly. When you decide that you're going to do all of this, and you start to implement these things, and you start to feel calmness, that is when you focus your intention. Before you do your deep breathing, before you start moving your body in whatever form of exercise that you're doing, focus your intention. I am intending that everything that I've been holding on to that does not serve me energetically be moved from my body with every step I take, with every bounce on this trampoline, with every movement through the qigong or the tai chi, I will be moving out that which does not serve me and I will be pulling in clean, pure, vibrant energy that can freely circulate throughout my body and allow my systems to function at an optimal level. If you feel depressed or sad or anxiety-ridden or your stomach is messed up and your digestive system's not working properly, Try some of these techniques because I promise you that if you use cause and effect and you figure out which aspects of all of these things we talked about work specifically for you and you implement them and you take responsibility for who you are, what you're emitting to other people and your interactions with them, then I promise you miracles will happen. I love you all. I'll talk to you next time.